Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Speaking Out, America. I Did you hear the story? I'm not making this up, but did you hear the story about the guy in New York? Uh, there was a field trip, and these young kids were at a park playing, and a teacher's assistant uh, was there. And while nobody was looking, he went up to a kid, a young, I think it was a young boy, maybe five or six years old, and he took the, told the boy, hey, take off your shoes so I can lick your feet. And then the kid took off his shoes and the guy proceeded to lick his feet and nobody noticed. Then he started telling him, let me lick your toes. This is an adult male, 25 years old, uh, and he uh, has been fired and he's been charged with a, a serious crime because you're not supposed to lick children's feet. Uh, that's uh, I didn't realize there was a law about it, but at some point in American history, somebody needed to create a law. But it's disgusting. And I understand that the uh, people who are supporting this man are, you know, they're, they've changed now this, this terminology. They used to call it pedophilia. You're a pedophiliac if you are attracted to young people. Well, in California now, and I think they've changed the terminology in New York as well, but they don't refer to those people as pedophiliacs anymore. They refer to them as some weird uh, child attraction syndrome. And it's uh, sort of a, you know, George, George Carlin used to joke about how we change things to make them easier to hear for our ears because... You know, for example, it used to be called when people would come back from war, uh, shell shock. Now they call it PTSD. It used to be called you were a pedophiliac. Now you're called a a, uh, a child uh, attracted to child syndrome. It's just, it's like it's the same thing, and people are getting sick of it all across our country right now. People are watching and they're and they're looking at their teachers and their student faculty and they're wondering why are you so adamant about inculcating children at a younger and younger age about transgender and then when the media reports on it especially the local media they always make like for example in in florida when the don't say gay bill was around and people were discussing it it had nothing to do with that you know if a gay teacher wanted to come to class and talk about what he did that weekend with his his significant other, he could do that. But for some reason, it had to be allowed that he could mention that his husband was gay or he was gay or he was in a gay relationship or whatever. For some reason, people who are gay need to be constantly affirmed. They, It's like they need to come out of the closet at all times, oftentimes in the beginning of a conversation. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm gay. I mean, you might as well just wear it on your shirt, right? I mean, you might as well just put a shirt on that says, I like dick. And then maybe for the guys that don't like dick, they can put on, I like, you know, vagina. Why not just wear it on our shirts like name tags? Then we can dispense with all the formalities. You know, people would know exactly who we, lo- who we are, what we like, who we like to have sex with. And it, for whatever reason, it's important. It's so important to these people. In fact, it's so important to the legislators in New Hampshire that the school district created a policy 
where kids could use a bathroom associated with their gender identity that corresponds to their gender identity consistently asserted at school. So if you're Johnny and you feel like you're Susie and you want to use the girl's bathroom, here we go again, right? Here we go again. And the New Hampshire uh, school district said, that's fine. Let's, let's let it happen. Uh, parents pushed back, though. The school changed the policy to make it a requirement that kids use the bathroom associated with their biological sex. Makes a lot of sense. But when trans activists objected, the school hit upon a compromise. Students would use the bathroom matched to their biological sex, but no urinals and no shared spaces in locker rooms. So in other words, no urinals, and boys and girls can go into each other's bathrooms. They still left it open. Under the new policy, the maximum occupancy for each bathroom and locker room will be capped at the number of stalls it contains. It has three stalls. There's only three people allowed in the bathroom. It also prevents students from using shared changing areas, gym lockers and so forth. The students demonstrated for about 45 minutes, and then they walked out. We want urinals. These are boys, heterosexual young men in high school, saying, you know what? We want our urinals. We want to be able to come in, zip down, take care of business, and be on our way. Now, you think about them. Think of, of that for a moment. Think about the thought process that goes into a person's mind when they're sitting on a school board where they're trying to decide whether urinals are offensive to certain genders. In my entire 60 years of life that I have lived on this wonderful planet, I have never met anybody ever offended by a urinal. And I've never heard of anybody ever being offended by a urinal. What could possibly be offensive to a urinal? What does a urinal imply? that would be discriminatory. You want to have a conversation about diversity, inclusion, equity. What does a urinal have to do with diversity, equity, and inclusion? Who isn't being included when you have a, so let me see if I get this right. This is how they think. And by the way, LGBTQ is a misnomer. And I'll explain that in a moment. If you're a a man, but you identify as a woman and you walk into a bathroom and you see a, a urinal, are you therefore being insulted or offended or made to feel less because there's a urinal and you're a woman or you, you identify as a woman? This is what goes on in their minds. This is what people, uh, who have nothing better to do, sit around and think about all day about who's going to be offended by what visual. And in this case, it's the visual of a urinal. Now, if I was a a man or in a man's body and identified as a woman, I might see it as a, as an advantage, uh, a time saver to be able to use a, a, a urinal, to have that ability to use a urinal on the fly. No, no pun intended, but this is where we are today. Now we have, uh, uh, young high school students, males, who have to protest because the schools want to take their uh, take away their urinals. And yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. And the other thing that doesn't make sense is the entire acronym of LGBTQ because lesbian and gay are the same. 
They're just lesbians apply to women who like men or women, and gay applies to men who like men. Bi means that you like men and women, but that doesn't mean you're gay or lesbian. And then you get into the trans where it's a whole new set of rules. It's who you identify as, but it doesn't declare who you're attracted to. You could be a trans man that likes men. So technically you would be gay, except for the fact that you identify as a woman. And the same is true for a woman who wants to be a man, but she may be attracted to men, but she's not heterosexual. I mean, you start thinking about it and you start breaking it down and you start to realize what kind of insanity we've gotten ourselves into here. You're listening to Speaking Out America. <laughs> 